Holy smokes, Mike is back. That's the first thing. That's awesome. It's awesome to have Micah back. Micah is back in the building. I like that. We missed you, buddy. You sound amazing still. Um, we got a lot of stuff to celebrate, right? Today is December 12th, 2021. We got a couple weeks left of 2021. If that doesn't rattle your bones a little, that, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, that's crazy. Um, but the things to celebrate. First, we had a Christmas luncheon. Kathy Burns really put that together. Do you remember last Sunday, right after the service, there was the guy from the Drifters? I don't know. Did, were you made happy? I, was, I saw a lot of smiles. So either a lot of people were faking it, or there was a lot of joy in the building. Round of applause for Kathy Byrne and pulling that thing together. And the team, and the team. She's saying, and the team, and the team. But also Kathy Byrne. Um, also, the jam we met for the last time, we, we picked up uh, one of the, uh, this guy who goes to one of the recovery groups, he started showing up, his, his name's Ed, he's a beautiful baritone, and he, uh, it was just an awesome jam, one last jam for the last uh, of the year, we sing Christmas carols, we make him sing Old Man River every time he's around, uh, just, that's, 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 a, that's another day, um, we got a lot of stuff coming up, too. Northeast of the well, Rob is taking the group, the student ministry, like student ministries, go over to Northeast of the well, which meets at St. Andrews on Monday nights. Meet here at the church if you have a student, and uh, they're going to go over and help serve, Bi- uh, like hand out Bibles. If anybody doesn't know, Northeast of the well is where I worked. I helped launch it like a decade ago with the founder, Laura Johnson now Sook. Um, it's a recovery ministry, and they go into recovery homes, and they start Bible studies, and then they get vans, and they drive um, these people in recovery process, treat them to a meal, do a worship service, and I'd like to, I, like to, I like to say they don't sing, they scream, <laughs> they yell thanks to the Lord. It's an it's a interesting experience, and I'm really, thanks, Rob. That's a little pat on my back saying, all right, anywho, uh, we have a Christmas concert next week, right? And there's flyers in here, no round of applause, nothing like, uh, everybody's like, yeah, uh, if it was Family Feud, we'd like be exploding, you know, it's the new car. Anyway, these are in there, you guys all know about it, hand them to somebody, right? We can print up more. Get everybody. I, uh, the, the first year I was here, pre-COVID, it was the largest attended worship service of the year, by far. And that says something. It fills a void. It fills a need. There's people craving f- for the Christmas message wrapped in hymns, right? Yes, excellent. So hand these out to a neighbor. Um, also, Christmas Eve we have a 4 p.m. service. That's for the whole family. That's our, that's our like normal Christmas service. And then last year, I teamed up with Mike Decker, and we did a service in the back. And we just sang some Christmas carols, told a Christmas story. We had hot cocoa, and it was a highlight of my year. I really, I really enjoyed it. So we're going to keep it going. Mike Decker is visiting family, so I'll be telling the story. Uh, I got a buddy named Luis Garcia. Him and Scotty and his bride, um, 
Luis's bride, Darcy, and Scotty will be leading us in some Christmas carols. It'll be at 8. And then since Malia and I didn't want to drive back and forth over to Huntington Beach, we're going to cook dinner for anybody who wants it. Uh, we're having lasagna. And I'm telling you, my wife makes the best lasagna you've ever tasted in your life. Can I tell them the secret? Roasted eggplant with the ricotta. What? It's this buttery creamness. And I weighed 80 pounds before I first ate it. This is, this is the result of that lasagna. Um, so it's 6.30. And you can show up with a side dish if you want or just show up. Um, and we'll have some lasagna and the Fellowship Paul get ready to sing some Christmas carols. And uh, I'm excited. Christmas Eve. Can you believe it? It's Christmas is here. It's upon us. Um, in lieu of a call to worship, I'm going to invite Dan and Kim up here. And they're going to be lighting this uh, Advent, which is joy. That candle went out, though. Hold on a second. Let me light the one that you're supposed to light from. Maybe I'll light this one. We'll work on this wick later. Uh, I got some good news for, for these, from these young folk. They're engaged to be married. Yeah. Do you have the microphone? Oh, no. Okay. Hi, my name is Dan, and this is Kim, and uh, we became members of PCC a little over two years ago, and we just want to let you know how blessed we feel being part of the PCC family, and how much we love just getting to know each and every one of you. Having joy includes feeling good cheer and a vibrant happiness, but joy in its fuller meaning of expressing God's goodness involves more. It is a deep-rooted, inspired happiness. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8.10. We light this candle, the candle of joy, as a sign of the coming light of Christ, as the Lord has promised in days to come. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly, and we and rejoice with joy and singing. Let us worship the Lord who gives us our joy. Amen.
Good morning. I have the pleasure today speaking to our youth with our children's message. Um, So this morning I brought something that we see a lot during the Christmas season, bells, and Ev's going to help me pass them out. So I brought one for each of you, and as Everly passes them out, please hold them very quietly until everyone has received a bell, and then we will ring them together. I've got lots of them. Okay, does everyone have one? Together we can ring our bells. Yay! (laughs) Isn't that a happy sound? The joyful sound of these bells remind us that Christmas is a happy time. It is a happy time because it is a time we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the Son of God. Look closely at your bell. Do you know what gives this bell its joyful sound? Inside, there is a tiny ball which makes the ringing sound as it bounces around against the inside of the bell. Our joy comes from the inside, too. It comes from having love for Jesus in our hearts. The Bible says that even though we haven't seen Jesus, we believe in him and love him. And because of that love, we are filled with glorious joy. Now I want each of you to hold your bell tightly in your hand and shake it. It doesn't have a very joyful sound, huh? Because you're closing it in. Our hands have dampened the sound of the bells. It is no longer bright and joyful. It is dull and lifeless. We must be careful that we don't let anything dampen our joy at Christmas. Sometimes we get so caught up in giving gifts and going to parties that we miss the real joy of the season. It is important to remember that the reason we go to these parties and give gifts during the Christmas season is to share in the joy of Jesus' birthday. If the gifts and parties become the most important thing, then we will no longer ring out the true meaning of Christmas. Pray with me. Dear Lord, help us to clearly ring out the good news that Jesus is born. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. And at this time, all youth are dismissed to Sunday school. Now I'd like to invite Malia Lynn McCandless Griffiths up. And I would also like to invite Terry Ewan up. Um, we're going we're gonna to ordain an end, Sharon and, uh, and Carol Applegate. I was told there was only those two, but I guess, yeah. Got it. Hang on. Hang on to your hats and glasses. This is ordination and installation of our deacons and elders. Our newest round of applause for these people, by the way, just because they're stepping forward and saying yes to serving, right? You look beautiful, all of everybody up here. Um, there is one body and one spirit, just as we were called to the one hope of our calling. That's from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. In baptism, Carol... Terry, Malia, you were clothed in Christ, and you're now being called by God through the voice of the church to enter into ministries of service and governance, announcing in word and deed the good news of Jesus the Christ. We are called into the church 
of Jesus Christ by baptism and marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling, to be disciples and servants of our servant, of servant Lord Jesus the Christ. This is all of our common calling. Within the community of the church, some are called to particular service as deacons, as elders, and as ministers of the word and the sacrament. Ordination is Christ's gift to the church, assuring that his ministry continues among us, providing for ministries of caring and compassion in the world, ordering the governance of the church and preaching the word and administering the sacraments. Representing the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, the session of the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant now ordains Malia Griffiths to the office of deacon and installs her to active service on the board of deacons. The session also installs to active service those who have been previously ordained as a deacon, Carol Applegate, and as an elder, Terry Ewan. Ordination calls the whole church. The church is us, right? The people. And reminds us all to bear gladly the yoke of Christ, given in the covenant of baptism. Let us therefore affirm our baptismal vows, renouncing all that opposes God and God's rule, affirming the faith of the holy Catholic Church, trusting in the mercy of God. This is to everybody. And first and foremost to you, because as you're entering into the leadership team, into the the team that guides and governs and serves, um, we're renouncing all the evil that tries to throw us off course. And as a church, the voices of this, of this culture are getting louder. Amen? And we more than, more, more than ever need to acknowledge that. We need to acknowledge that there is an enemy And he's at work and we're in a battle. So everybody say this loud. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Please say, I do. I do. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting in his grace and his love? Please say, I do. I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? Please say, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. With the whole church, let us confess our faith. I'm going to ask you questions. The words the Apostle Creed's, you may not know this, but the Apostle's Creed was actually formed around these questions. Do you believe in God the Father? Hold on. We don't say we do. We, we read the Apostles' Creed. We read the first part. Would you, uh, whoever's on the slideshow, there it is. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? He just, 
believe in God the Holy Spirit. And these questions are just for you, the ordained and the installed. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior, acknowledge him Lord of all and head of the church, and through him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Please say, I do. And just sit me on. This is my, my bride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be, by the Holy Spirit, the unique an authoritative witness to Jesus Christ in the church universal and God's word to you. Please say, I do. I do. Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our church as authentic and reliable expositions of what Scripture leads us to believe and do? And will you be instructed and led by those confessions as you lead the people of God? And that will, sorry. Will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? Please say, I will. I will. Will you be governed by our church's polity? And will you abide by, his, by its discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them, subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? Please say, I will. Will you, in your life, seek to follow our Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? Please say, I will. I will. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? Please say, I do. I do. Will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Please say, I will. Will you be a faithful deacon, teaching charity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to the friendless and those in need? In your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? So say, I will. Terry, will you be a faithful elder, watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture and service? Will you share in government and discipline, serving in governing bodies of the church and in your ministry? Will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Please say, I will. Now, this is my favorite part of weddings. Uh, And that's the last time I saw my wife make some vows. It's pretty cool. Uh, but it's part where I have the couple turn and face the congregation, and I have the congregation promise to the couple to be in their corner. And likewise, I want this congregation, this church, which is us, the people, to commit to being in their corner, to helping and assisting them in every single way we possibly can, to not avoid their phone calls. <laughs> to invite them into your lives as they seek to govern and serve this place with their lives. If you're in their corner, please say, I am in their corner. One, two, three. I am in their corner. 
Okay? We're going to pray. We're going to pray over these folk. And uh, if you feel comfortable, come up and gather around. And we're going to pray first for the deacons, and then we'll pray for the elders, and then we'll pray for both of them. But you guys can kind of huddle together, maybe. And if you're out in the congregation, and if every once in a while, just lay your hands out. It's going to be a longer prayer, so it probably (laughs) won't be. It'll be quite the yoga experience if you try and hold your hand up the whole time. All right. God of grace, pour out your Holy Spirit on Malia and Carol, that they may be faithful deacons in the church. Give them openness to the Holy Spirit's leading that they may see and serve wherever there is need. Train them in the school of prayer, that they may express the compassion of Christ for the poor and the friendless, the sick, the grieving, and the troubled. Equip them with courage to bear the gospel into the halls of power and to communicate your presence and might among those who are powerless. In everything, give them the mind of Christ, who did not grasp at greatness, but emptied himself to become a servant of your reign. Give them joy in their walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence for their work of ministry. God of grace, pour out your Holy Spirit on Terry, that she may be your faithful elder in this church. Give her prudence and sound judgment, wisdom and courage to order the life of the church in obedience to your word. Nourish her in the life of the Holy Spirit that she may exercise the ministry of discipline with humility and compassion. Guide her in governance on this session and in every court of the church that she may be a servant leader following Christ who came not to be served but to serve and to give his life to set others free. Give her joy in her walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence for your work of ministry. Gracious God, pour out your spirit of power and truth upon the whole church that we may be for you a holy people baptized to serve you in the world. Sustain this congregation in ministry. Ground us in the gospel. Secure our help in Christ. Strengthen our service to the outcast and increase our love for one another. Show us the transforming power of your grace in our life together, that we may be servants of the gospel, offering a compelling witness in the world to the good news of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Carol, Terry, and Malia, you are now deacons and elders in the Church of Jesus Christ and for this congregation. Be faithful and true in your ministry so that your whole life will bear witness to the crucified and risen Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Round of applause, please, as the newly ordained and installed elders and deacons. Head back to their seats. I just uh, wanted to show you this uh, artwork. The, the invitation answer 
I was a good believer for access to came out. I don't have any talent for arts except for music. I barely do a straight line. <laughs> so let's uh, do a round of applause and thank you for the people who did it. And they are Tori and Samar. Not only you have an event in the desert, but I, I, I wanted to announce, I just found this out yesterday, that uh, soprano Susan Montgomery Kinsey is going to be with us on this Basile.
for that absolutely beautiful message. A voice is crying out in the wilderness, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. We have all sinned. Not one of us is clean. But there is mercy for those who call upon the name of the Lord. Join with me now. Eternal God, in whom we live and move and have our being, whose face is hidden from us by our sins, and whose mercy we forget in the blindness of our hearts, cleanse us from all our offenses and deliver us from proud thoughts and vain desires that with reverent and humble hearts we may draw near to you confessing our faults, confiding in your grace, and finding in you our refuge and strength through Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. The wilderness will rejoice. The dry land will blossom. The people of God will return with joy and singing. For in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. this song. Just a little updated version of it now. You ready? God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Hey. And unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Gold I 
and God and sacrifice. So impressed. joy to the world. This is the week of joy. That's the Advent candle that's totally different color. I think it's kind of the combination of the two first weeks. Um, it's an infusion of hope with faith-filled people, right? And that, that gives you joy. We got hope in the midst of the, the storm, the, 
that life gives us. Um, we're in the second half of what we started last week, uh, this chapter, the first chapter of um, Luke. I think it's the first chapter. Yeah, first chapter of Luke in the Angels, remember? We had uh, one of the farless girls stand up and we surrounded her. Do you remember that? Is anybody here last week? We're surrounded by God, by the Spirit, overshadowed by the Spirit. And we have... Um, Actually, we have the Spirit indwelling within us, and we're overshadowed by the Heavenly Father. And just a reminder, Luke is the doctor. His main source is probably Mary. That's what most people think. Um, so he has these stories straight from Mary, and he's written them down for us. And this is, it's just joy-filled, right? And my title of my sermon is Look for Joy. Look for joy, and look for joy as we read this text even. It's Luke chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 39. There it is. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to to me? That the mother of my Lord comes to me. For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones. And lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors. To Abraham. To his descendants forever. Mary remained with her about three months. And then returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord. I mentioned a couple weeks ago that my favorite issue of Rolling Stone magazine comes out in December, and it's Musicians on Musicians. And we have a long-standing joke around our house. Um, my, my wife has noticed that I talk about music a lot, right? And this is, I'm going to talk about music. Three of my, two of the three stories are about music this morning, so I, it stands true. Um, I talk about music a lot. 
And there was a, a, a musician named Alanis Morissette that came out in the 90s that was really popular for about 15 minutes and then kind of didn't go. She wasn't really popular anymore, you know. And so whenever myself and someone else is talking about music, my wife will interject, have you heard the new one from Alanis? My ears perk up whenever Alanis Morissette is mentioned. So I'm reading in Musicians on Musicians, and there's a young act, uh, young act coming out of, I think she's from here. She's out of like the Disney camp. Olivia Rodrigo, anybody heard of her? She's like 17 years old. I, I know a couple. I saw Gwen. She's got, I got one, I got, I'm telling this story to Gwen and Erlinda. Uh, but they, it's, they're talking with one another. And this woman, um, I make light of like Alanis Morissette. Like we, I don't think she's very popular and that kind of thing. But she actually changed the game. She actually introduced the world to Radiohead. If anybody knows band Radiohead, that's the ultimate snob. <laughs> that's the ultimate snob group. Like if you're a hipster, you got Radiohead shirts on, and they everybody follows them. Alanis introduced the world to them by bringing them out on tour. Anyway, just to speak. A, Olivia Rodriguez notices that she, she's with somebody who's been around the block and had some wisdom, has some wisdom. And she, it's the last question. She says, I'm young. Uh, do you have any advice for me as a young, young and up-and-coming artist? And Alana says this, if I could have done anything differently, I would have had a few more friends unconditionally caring people around me just to check in with me. If she had to do it over again, she would have some more friends. What do we notice about this text? Mary's with her cousin. It's always a team deal. It's always looking for the people that God has placed in your life by family or by even this church. And making sure you celebrate them. Right? Mary and her cousin Elizabeth are both called out by that angel last week. They're both on this mission. And they're together. I don't think you can underestimate how powerful that is. And how needed that is. Um, and when they're in each other's presence for the first time, Elizabeth says, once John the Baptist in my womb heard the sound of your voice, he leapt for joy. I said last week this is both heavenly because there's angels involved and there's the Spirit of God and there's Heavenly Father, but it's also real earthly. Who in here has ever put their hand on a belly of, a, of, a, of when the baby's moving around? Right? The womb. Anybody? Raise your hands. Yeah, I, I need some participation. I need some action. It's, this is good. Um, another music story. I grew up in Massachusetts. Most people know that. I was a, a little, uh, I was a teenager. I was around 11, 12, around the age of Elsie right now when I really first started getting into music. And one of my first favorite bands was a band named Iron Maiden. 
uh, they had just come out with their album uh, Somewhere in Time, and I'd never heard anything like it. I remember going to the music store in Medway, Massachusetts, just one town over from Millis, Massachusetts, small little town. And the, the, the guy who owned the record store lifted up a tape. Uh, and he, everyone here knows what tapes are, but <laughs> my son does not. Uh, but he, he, he held up this Iron Maiden tape and he says, this will change your life, man. And I listened, I went and bought it and I listened to it and I was like, holy smokes. Uh, fast forward to last week. There's an all-girl cover band called the Iron Maidens. Following? It's, two, it's four, five young women dressed like, you know, heavy metal people. And there's, they do Iron Maiden songs. And I'm like, and I got two free tickets uh, because there's musicians that live out in the high desert that every once in a while come here and we help them out with some grocery cards and we help them with, out with some hygiene kits. And Elsie listens to them for a couple hours. Uh, and they were opening for the Iron Maidens just this last night. Um, I texted and called everyone I've ever met. Nobody wanted to see these guys with me. <laughs> Nobody was with me in this middle school, you know, like experience that Iron Maidens met me. You know, like they sing about like injustice and they sing about uh, what's wrong. Like they, they have amazing and they're classically trained musicians. They're ridiculously good at their instruments. Anyway, and so is this cover band. This cover band, I've heard about them. I'm just like, come on. Everybody, come on. You know, I was trying to talk Stevie into it. I was trying to talk all my buddies into it. Mike, I hit you up. You're like, no, I got a birthday. I don't think you even had a birthday party to go to. Uh, So I go to a concert by myself. Have you ever been to a movie or a concert by yourself? It's a weird experience, right? And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> and this is all heavy metal bands. And I found out that it's a place called Stages. And I was like, what's that? Why is it called Stages? Because there's two stages. And there's never a break. There's a concert going here. Once they end, there's a band that starts here. So you're just getting berated. And it's all heavy metal. They're like, rah, 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 rah. And I, was just, I had earplugs, which were provided by this church. So if you ever, I, this is gold. I was, I was like, yes, I'm old. I found a seat. You know, I'm, I'm doing this thing. But the band's, it's, it's one away from the Iron Maiden start, start time. And uh, I've sat through all these other kind of terrible musicians. Um, and I'm sitting and I'm, I'm looking at the side stage and the, and the main stage they're setting up Iron Maiden. All of a sudden I feel this presence right next to me, and kind of too close, just to be honest, you know, like, I was like isn't this COVID, you know, like, I don't know, and I look over, and it's Ian Black, <laughs> it's Ian Black, and me and him embrace, <laughs> it is glorious, it's like, my, the, if we had babies, they would have leapt for joy, <laughs> and uh, what do you do when you experience joy on the deepest level? I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you something that'll give you a little taste of that. I got a text from our former pastor last night, 
at 810. Surgery went very well. And now it's working through recovery. But things look quite hopeful. Hope you are well. Have a wonderful Sabbath tomorrow. What do you do with that joy? You cry. That's an honest answer. You cry. What does Mary do with that joy? She mixes Old Testament prophecy in the form of Hannah's prayer. And she updates it to a song. She worships. She sings. Um, N.T. Wright, he writes this. He says, Mary's song, it's the gospel before the gospel. A fierce, bright shout of triumph 30 weeks before Bethlehem. 30 years before Calvary and Easter. It goes with a swing and a clap and a stamp or a stomp. It's a lot like, God rest you, Mary. I'm glad I wore my cowboy boots. It's all about God and it's all about revolution. It's all about things are about to change. Hope is on the way. Help is on the way. Advent, arrival. Jesus has come and he's coming back. It's all about, as Jack Hayford would say, inhaling that every day. Monday through Saturday, and then exhaling on Sunday. And then they stay together for three months. I was a youth pastor for a long time. Part of it, I was in Jersey, and I took a trip down to West Virginia, and we went on the New River. Have you ever heard of the New River? has class four rapids and you do whitewater rafting down it. You know what class four is? It goes one through death and five is death. <laughs> and so four is gnarly. What, anybody been whitewater rafting? What do they say if you get knocked out of the boat? Hold on to the boat. <laughs> get back to the boat and hold on. Mary and Elizabeth Hold on to one another. Those three months, I wish I was a fly on the wall. How does it feel to be the mother of God? Elizabeth says. Mary says, I don't know. What's your son going to look like when he's wrapped in camel hair? (laughs) The only two people on the planet that could understand one another. They cling to one another. Applications, celebrate family. 
Celebrate the people to your right and to your left. Enjoy them. Be together. Break out into song. I, was, I did this just the other day, and it was fun. And it, it, it seems kind of unnatural at first, but now I'm doing it more and more. Brush your teeth, Ezekiel. <laughs> I just start breaking out in the song. And then it, it automatically lifts my spirit and automatically thinks, I don't know about you, but I was dragged to church every Sunday as a child. These hymns are in somewhere that they'll never come out, right? If I start singing Brush Your Teeth, Ezekiel, it'll be five seconds till I'm singing Amazing Grace or Rock of Ages. Sing. Let's sing some more, right? I want it louder in here. I think I said that like one of my first sermons. I still, I want to come back to this congregation. You guys sing well, sing louder. Put some oomph into it and stick together. We know what it's like to go through these storms together. We need one another. Amen. I should call for the offering. No? I know, for time's sake. Is everybody doing okay? Okay. I think we should stand up at the very least, because this is joy to the world, right? Let's do that. The Dance for Joy Ministries is going to be dancing, but unfortunately, four of the five dancers were exposed to COVID, so we don't have Dance for Joy Ministries amongst us, praying that they don't get COVID. I don't think they'd have, but we're, they were just staying extra safe. We got the text on Friday, Cornell and I did, and um, praying for those young ladies. In fact, let's pause and just pray for them right now. God, I just lift up those... Those dancers, those, those young ladies who were exposed to COVID, I pray that you would keep them safe, guard and protect them. And all God's people said. And now it's part of the service where I call for the offering. Um, we don't pass the plates, so you'll leave them on the offerings and tithes on the way out. For those listening on the podcast, you mail them to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128. 
Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And I think Cornell's just going to wing it and play with something with his elbows just to challenge himself. No, it's going to be beautiful. This morning's offerings and tithes are now received. be seated. John 15 records our Lord's words. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that you're Joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. Please pray with me. Gracious and holy Lord, we pray this Advent season that your joy would be magnified in us. Thank you for the immortal prayer from Father Henry Nowen, who prayed, Lord Jesus, Master of both light and darkness, Send your Holy Spirit upon our preparation for Christmas. We who have so much to do, seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things, look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways, long for the complete joy of your kingdom. 
We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. To you we say, Come, Lord Jesus. And today we still say, Come, Lord Jesus. Come to a world that thirsts for your living water. We scarce can turn around without hearing of those in need, those close to us, those around us, and those far away. We pray, merciful God, for the thousands impacted by yesterday's tornadoes in the Midwest and Southeast. 22 tornadoes recorded in six states, and the devastation and loss of life is horrifying. Ordinary folks like us that were preparing for Christmas, putting up decorations, wrapped presents, partially written Christmas cards, and in an instant, in an instant, it's all gone, along with a lifetime of mementos. In an instant, loved ones who perished won't be coming home. We pray, Lord, for swift, practical health, for shelter, safety, food, and quick access to insurance and governmental aid. May neighbor reach out to neighbor and show your love and compassion. We pray, Lord, for your comfort and mercy to pour over each one affected by these tornadoes like a healing balm. Where is your joy, O Lord, for those affected? Break our heart for what breaks yours, and show us how to pray and help in this great time of need. We pray too, gracious God, for those around us. Some needs are known, but many are kept quiet or held close. We pray for those undergoing testing and are under a doctor's care. Lord, meet their needs and provide your comfort and peace that transcends all understanding. We pray for those who are undergoing surgeries and procedures. Be with each one, Lord Jesus. Heal their bodies. We pray for those who are unemployed, underemployed, or struggling in their retirement. Lord, we pray for your sustenance and provision. May they feel your hand of blessing this Advent season. We pray for those who are lonely and grieving. The holidays are especially tough, as well-worn traditions just aren't the same in the absence of our loved ones. Comfort each as only you can do, merciful God. Bring family and friends and our church community around each in love and joy. Lord Jesus, we lift up Pastor Tim McCalmont to you and pray for a successful outcome from his recent surgery and complete restoration of his health and well-being. Thank you for his text last night and the joy we all felt knowing that you are in the midst. May Pastor Tim feel our prayers and your very presence with him as he heals. We continue to pray for your healing for Patty Ernest and Keith Coslin. May they feel your shalom pour over them. 
for those adults and children in our midst with the flu or respiratory ailments. We pray for your swift and complete healing. For those with upcoming surgeries and procedures, we pray for wisdom for your doctors and for your outpouring of health and wholeness, Lord Jesus, to each one. We pray for Carol Applegate's great-grandson who is scheduled to be born this week and will immediately go to the ICU. We pray for your healing and mercy for the baby and for Carol's granddaughter. The human prognosis may be grim, but we put our faith and trust in you and pray for a miracle of good health and wholeness for this little one. We lift up all of our spoken and unspoken prayers to you this morning, and we wait for you this Advent with pregnant expectation, praying as you taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue in our worship by standing for our final hymn, How Great Our Joy. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. Right? We could sing that all day. That's a good one. Uh, make sure you congratulate one of our new elders or deacons, okay? And just surround them with your presence, your prayer, and your encouragement today and then for a, for a long time. 
And then make sure you're back here, hand on these neighbors. Give them neighbors. Put them in people's hands. Get as many people as you can here next week for this Christmas concert. And let's praise God for sending his son. Amen? Amen. Now, receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. And may the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep your heart. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, wash all over you and sustain you and bring you joy today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.